0: I
1: got friends, only want to talk business. I got expensive, because when it's expensive. I got expensive, when it's I've been getting out of work. And I've been shutting down the stars. When it rains,
0: then it rains. And I'm ready for some more. And welcome to Put That Coffee Down, the Freight Sales podcast for closers. My name is Kevin Hill. I'm your host today. This is our weekly show here at Freight Waves on freight sales, whether you're a 3PL, a carrier cell, a freight tech company, anything to do with with sales and freight, company growth, sales growth, sales management, sales leadership. That's what we talk about here each and and every week. Uh, And we normally air on Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern time. So you can catch us live on tv.freightwaves.com or as well on LinkedIn, uh, but we're coming here live at the 3PL Summit today. It's been a terrific morning. I mean, it's really been fantastic. We've seen some great tech already. We're gonna see some great tech coming up this afternoon after the show as well. And we're gonna talk about tech right here on I Put That Copy Down with Chris, Chris Hurst. He's a CTO of Stratus Grid, and they're an IT infrastructure company based here in Chattanooga so let's uh, set the stage for that a little bit though let's talk about sales growth let's talk about company growth you know growing your 3PL it's it's you know it, a lot of it is about sales it's about marketing it's about getting out there it's about picking up the phone making those calls. And as we learned in the the, the session with Andrew Silver from Molo and Lee Sauls, the author of Sales Differentiation, it's about differ, differentiating yourself always. Not only what you sell, but how you sell it. And one of the, the, the key takeaways I got from that session, I had Leon uh, put that coffee down about two weeks ago. You can find that at FreightCast uh, or wherever you download your podcast, whether it's Put That coffee Down or FreightCast is... Vendor, you know, no one wants to be called a vendor. As a freight broker or a 3PL, you don't want to be called a vendor ever. So you have that, and that means to sell. Customer is to buy. And I use customer quite a bit. I'm trying to change my ways as well and start using the word client. And that's really, you know, to, to guide or to protect. You, you think about attorney-client privilege, uh, clients or, you know, uh, relationship-based. A customer is more transactional. Um, but yeah, so that's a key takeaway from, from, from that. But if we talk about company growth, growing your 3PL, we, well, typically we talk about sales, but there's always uh, other things in the mix. You know, you have cash flow. It takes a lot of working capital and finance to fund growth because you're paying your carriers much quickly than you're usually getting money from your customers, so there's always that squeeze on the financials, uh, your carrier network, right? You have to have the carriers to move the freight uh, if you bring in new business, you win those RFPs, you have to have that carrier network, uh, your manual processes, you got to automate those, or it's going to suck up a lot of time and resources that will divert you from growing your 3PL. And then you always have your your IT, your infrastructure, kind of like the, the network or the spine cord of your, your business, right? It is... You know, we we're seeing a lot of freight tech companies demo today. A lot of great technologies. If you don't have the IT infrastructure in, in place, it's hard to to really integrate those systems, and then further assimilate to, to automate those those tough tasks. Uh, so IT is is very important. I, I've I've been around three pls for a long time, and I know that's something that there uh, quite a, quite a few three pls out there could beef up their their IT. So with that. We're gonna to talk to Chris Hurst. He's the CTO, as I said, of Stratus Grid, and they're an IT-focused company based here in Chattanooga. Thank you very much for joining me today, Chris. Hey, Kevin, excited to be here. Great, so let's uh, you know, start off, tell us a little bit about Stratus Grid and um, yourself as well, a little bit about your background. Yeah, so um, I'm
1: CTO here at Stratus Grid, so my background has been kind of storied. I've been managed services i've done some contract work and i've actually worked for logistics firms in the past as well so i've got to see kind of firsthand what technology looks like there what some of the weaknesses and strengths are where they really, really need some help um Transfer itself we were founded in 2009 basically we saw that public cloud was coming into the market and we really believed it was going to be transformational with the way that technology solutions were delivered to companies and we decided we wanted to start a company and kind of hook onto that bandwagon and and really exciting
0: ever since. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. And you you guys all come from a a kind of a 3PL freight brokerage, freight alley uh, background here with all the big names around here in in Chattanooga, Tennessee. So you understand the logistics business. Uh, How does that really position yourself and differentiates yourself uh, and and StratusGrid from other IT providers out there? Yeah, I think it's interesting. I think
1: transportation and logistics is really a pretty ignored area with technology. Um, there hasn't been as much growth there as there has been in a lot of other segments. And it's starting to get, you know, lots and lots more technology focused. But I think that the firms are looking at it, you know, they're looking for customers, they're not really looking to partner. Whereas with us, you know, these are these are our people, right? We've, we've been in logistics. We like working with logistics companies and we understand a lot of the problems already. And we're looking to actually partner with companies and bring solutions to business problems, not just turn them into money markets and customers.
0: Yeah, you know, I mean, it's it's we've both been around 3PLs. We, we know that sometimes their, their IT infrastructure isn't that robust, right? And then there's kind of two parts of that. There's the foundational part, and this is uh, what I got from our call uh, last week, right? The foundational part of it, right, to so the, the good foundation, and then the ongoing kind of processes and implementation and, and growth factor of your IT system. Can you uh, go into a little bit more detail on that?
1: Yeah, I think you set the stage really well there. So the way that we generally partner with a company is that, you know, we'll come in and help bring in a set of prescriptive practices and technology that solves that foundational layer. And ultimately, what we want to do and our goal is to get to that innovation stage and help them to make strategic decisions and strategic improvements that's going to help them grow and to excel and differentiate in the market. The reality is that most businesses' technology is not yet stable enough, not yet mature enough that they can really even get to that innovation phase. They can't think about how can we integrate these things because they aren't even running well enough yet to think about the next stage. So I think you set the ground really well. Stage one, come in, let's up the foundation. Let's bring in a very solid set of practices and processes and technology patterns so that everything is solid. Mm-hmm. And then let's look at what we can do strategically to innovate, whether that's integrations and in-house custom application, right? Um, even just bringing in new technology solutions, be able to demo that faster and test it out and see what it does for your business and see how it improves it.
0: Well, Why do you think a lot of freight brokers just aren't uh, as up-to-date on on IT and tech issues as the, that they should? Is it so somewhat legacy systems or is it kind of that that's not really their wheelhouse?
1: Yeah, I think that's interesting. I mean, we do see some new firms that are coming out that are starting to get more market share and who are using technology to differentiate, I think a lot of it's just inertia. You know, there's been, this is an established industry. It's been here for a long time and people have been providing a good service to their customers with the practices as they are. Um, So now we're in that kind of early adoption phase where technology is allowing people to give an even better service or deliver an even better result. And I think that's going to kind of transform the industry over the next five, maybe 10 years to... Use technology more and more to deliver better results to customers.
0: Yeah, I, I think it's transformed over the last five to ten years too. But yeah, it's going to continue. And we were talking last week, and I, I asked a question that I, I then I thought about it. and I was like, well, I, I guess I guess that was a, a, not really a silly question, but a, a question that's that's kind of strange because you know how you know we we talk a little bit of the inertia. You know, I I, I just assume that everything's in the cloud now, but. That's not really the case. There's a lot of physical servers and in, in offices. So uh, can you explain that? Because I mean, I, I figured everyone was in the cloud and everything should be in the cloud and that's probably where we'll go in five to 10 years.
1: Yeah, it's funny. One of my favorite sayings is actually the future is here. It's just not evenly distributed, right? I mean, yeah. every, every company is using cloud even if they don't realize it, right? I mean, even, even if they're just using a freight board you know, there's a good chance that freight board has some cloud infrastructure, right? Um, so they're using the cloud. They're relying on the cloud every day. The real question is, do they have a strategy, right? Do they understand the benefits that they can bring? And are they using that to execute technology better?
0: It is. And, and when we talk about the cloud, uh, you, you guys use AWS, which is Amazon Web Services. Uh, can, can you go into more detail of why that's, that's really fitting for the logistics industry?
1: Yeah, it's funny. We've definitely... Heard kind of differing opinions, results. Really, what it comes down to for us is that there's a few things. The first is that they're the most mature platform, and it's a pretty simple lie, right? They got a really early head start over everybody else. They really defined the industry. Everybody else kind of uses them as a bar. Like, are we as good as Amazon in this? Um, that that's our reason we give most people. I think for logistics, there's an extra consideration that that's interesting that I think a lot of people miss, and that's really that AWS was founded and came out of supporting Amazon. And Amazon is one of the biggest and most advanced logistics companies at the end of the day. And AWS's technology was built to support that, was built in a way that works extremely well and it fits together very nicely for a logistics company's needs. I think if you can use that kind of proven technology that brings about a result for a company like that and use it to build your own solutions, you're off to a really good start.
0: Yeah, definitely. You know, it has that logistics background, which which is, which is really nice. I mean, whenever you uh, you go in and consult uh, a new prospect or uh, a new client, prospective client, uh, what are some of the first things that, uh, what are some of your main selling points, right? Your your main consulting points.
1: Yeah, so for us, a lot of it is growth-focused, right? So there's a couple areas. A, how can you grow more quickly, right? Whether that's you want to try out a new software or even bring it in, you know, would you rather just put it up in the cloud and be able to see very quickly if it's making a difference for your business? Or would you rather order lots and lots of servers to then bring to your own site only to find out that, you know what, this, this software solution maybe isn't even doing what we needed to, but we spent months of time and capital to get to that point to find out, right? It allows you to experiment much more quickly, and it allows you to integrate things and build new solutions much more quickly, which enables growth. And then the other side, I think, is something that you touched on really well earlier, is and comparing it to finance. It's that managing risk, right? So you can guarantee that the level of kind of operational excellence that's delivered through the cloud service for that infrastructure is going to be good enough for you to be able to grow on it and not have to worry about a significant number of the risks you would otherwise. And technology is very key, like understanding that risk and technology is very key, just like it would be in finance. You don't want to be growing rapidly and then run out of cash flow. Similarly, you don't want to be growing rapidly and realize your server can't handle the load. what are you going to do? Just tell people no, we can't sell anymore? Like, that's not going to go well.
0: It will. You know, it really does constrain growth of your company. If your tech cannot keep up with, with the growth that your sales team may be doing. So, if the, the illness is, you know, a lack of technology that is constraining growth, what are some of the key symptoms that you see in organizations?
1: That's a good question. So we see a lot of things bogged down and people saying, I don't have time or I don't have resources or that's going to take too long to do. One of the things that cloud really enables that I think people haven't fully grasped yet is the ability to experiment quickly. So the amount of time that it takes us to write a piece of custom software, to test out an idea, to fix a broken process or to enable a process to be faster if that's done on a cloud resource, we can do it to a level of completion that's better, level of customization that's better, and much more securely than we could do it on premise and in less time.
0: Yes. Yeah, so. I, I... I, I, so, so if we talk about IT systems and the constraints over the last 12 months, right? Uh, this is, is a topic that I always like to talk about because everyone's working from home or everyone was working from home. Uh, now a lot of people still are. That really strains uh, the, the IT systems, right? And opens up uh, some some very direct dangers and some indirect dangers and a lot of challenges, right?
1: Yeah, for sure. The last 12 months have definitely been interesting. And we've seen mixed results based on where people are in their cloud adoption strategy. Um, that, that was definitely interesting to see. I mean, we've seen people that tried to roll virtual desktop infrastructure, for example, that allows them to have a more distributed workforce and seen some people try to roll it in-house and end up with, oh, no, we have hardware shortages. You know, sorry, you can't work a little bit longer. You're no longer generating revenue. And then we've seen some of our customers where they were already using some AWS services that provide that. And, AWS army had the capacity right they just expanded and everybody kept going so there really wasn't an issue for them they were able to transition quickly
0: yeah I, I did see that in and, and rather large freight records as well you, you, you saw where they were just weren't set up to to go remote and uh, I, I guess that has more to do with physical servers and physical assets than than the cloud is that is that accurate yeah I think so
1: um, really you're just adding a lot of undifferentiated lift that you're having to handle so if you want to roll out a new solution on premise you're going to have to you know first you're going to have to scope everything out which you're going to have to pay someone to do whether it's an in-house person or otherwise then you have to go through the full proposal stage you might have to get a loan for the capital depending on the size of it then you're going to have to get it here hopefully there's no hardware shortages which was a huge issue you know in the past 12 months mm-hmm. was hardware supply lines not having the resources you have to get it there, get it set up, get it tested. And then, then once that's there and all that setup is done, now you can start putting something on it that brings value to your business. None of that actually brought any value to your business yet. It was only a cost. So with cloud, you just kind of jump straight to the, well, this is what I need to get value. And I just use these resources to give me the value. And I didn't have to do all that other stuff that didn't bring me direct value and didn't make anything better for my
0: customers. You're exactly right. You're exactly right. Another thing uh, that, that we talked about last week uh, that, that I, I like talking about is cybersecurity, right? And having people work from home uh, is is one, you know, open, you know, uh, enlarges the risk uh, of of having people spread out. But in general, if you don't have a, a robust IT system and, and foundation, uh, you're either going to be, and, and you, you, you said it very well, right? You're either one of the companies that have, that know you've been hacked, or one of the companies that haven't figured out they've been hacked yet.
1: Yeah, cybersecurity is really kind of a scary area. Um, not just for logistics either; it's it's really that way for anybody. And um, you know, I think it's concerning that a lot of people still have this belief that you know it would require me being targeted, so I'm kind of one of many, and that brings some degree of safety. And the problem is the same kind of solutions that we as businesses have been bringing to help automate a lot of the mundane tasks and make things more repeatable with technology, attackers have been using those same methodologies to make more widespread attacks, more automated. So if you don't have that foundational level of security, it's a guarantee, right? I mean, there's been just some really recent stuff that even some of the the viewers here may have heard of. Some large exchange vulnerabilities from Microsoft were released recently and were almost instantly being exploited in the wild. And it was so bad that and we were actually seeing attackers on people's exchange servers that had not been able to patch yet kicking out other attackers to take it over right because they were just automated basically automated processes that were just searching out and finding it and it needs it really needs to be on the forefront
0: it really is it's a scary environment out there you know i mean uh with our right without the right tech right it infrastructure you can't bow on and grow and expand and and get to those next levels that you need to do as a 3PL. Uh, Chris, uh, to to learn more about StratusGrid, uh, where do people go and how do they contact you guys directly?
1: Yeah, so you can always go to stratusgrid.com. We also have a channel here on the Net that we're monitoring and we will be responding, and uh, we've been getting some good engagement on the other channels. It's been fun hanging out with you guys today. And then in addition to that, the first 10 people that email sales at stratusgrid.com and um, we'd be happy to hook them up with some swag. Just mention, put that coffee down and get them. So we'll hook you up with some swag and a free assessment, we'd love to talk to you.
0: And, and that's the first 10 people that, that email you guys at StratusGrid. And what's that email address again?
1: Sales at StratusGrid.com.
0: Sales at StratusGrid.com. So, yeah, definitely. If you're out there in chat, if you're watching right now live, shoot off an email. I'm sure you're at your computer uh, doing a little bit of work here this afternoon. So shoot that off and, uh, and get some free swag. Definitely, that's awesome. Cool. Thank, thank you very much, Chris, for uh, joining us today. It's, uh, it's been a pleasure. Thanks, Evan, you're Great, thank you. So this is a really good lesson because uh, IT infrastructure is, is the key really to, to be able to, to take advantage of all these great tech, great tech tools uh, that we've seen over the last five and 10 years and also all the freight, great freight tech that has not yet even been invented that will continue through uh, the, the next decade and bring you know, speed and execution and, and growth to the, the freight brokerage industry. Uh, on our keynote earlier this morning, I interviewed Ann Ranke from, uh, she's the new president of the, the TIA, and we talked uh, about that and where the freight brokerage industry is going. And here at the Freight Intel Group, um, we projected out over the next 10 years uh, that we're going to go from about 18 to 20% of transactions by 3PLs up to 38%. And the the guys that helped me do that uh, about a year and a half ago will be coming up live as well here later on this afternoon with their episode of Great Quarter Guys. They're going to talk to Bruce Chan, Uh, he's an equity analyst over at Stiefel and you know he, he's, uh, Bruce, Bruce knows a lot about transportation logistics and about what investor sentiment is uh, going forward, and, uh, and Seth and Andrew are the, the sharpest guys that, that I know, so it's gonna be a, a great discussion, it always is. We also have some more great demos coming up uh, from Ambition and Front. Uh, before that, we have Jeff Kelly, the President and CEO of NTG, Nolan Transportation Group, with our very own uh, chief strategy officer, JT Ingstrom, talking about really defining what the new normal is all about Uh, here in freight brokerage. I I think we're all kind of tired of talking about COVID and the pandemic, and hopefully we are about six weeks, maybe eight weeks of things returning a little bit back to normal. I think we're all looking forward to that, um, being able to go out and see customers again, or clients again, or prospects again being able to knock on doors, pick up the phone. So really excited about that. And also uh, carrier capacity. It's been a tight carrier capacity market. And one of the, the my favorite topics is carrier sourcing and carrier strategy and, and freight brokerage. And we have Dave Broering from NFI and Mark Ford, COO of Blue Grace, talking about carrier capacity strategies. So uh, this afternoon is stacking out to be as good if not better than this morning. We had the marathon speed dating rounds of on what the truck, which was uh, exciting. So it's, it's it's gonna be a great rest of the day, so stay tuned. Uh, definitely you can catch, put that coffee down here on FreightWaves TV, tv.freightwaves.com or you can see this session as well on live.freightwaves.com and uh, we always broadcast on LinkedIn. So catch that and then you can get the podcast version as well at FreightCast or put that coffee down. It's wherever you download your podcast. You have all the subscriptions. We've been on for just over a year now. And so we have many episodes to talk about or, or to download. We, we talk about all kinds of uh, topics here on freight sales and sales in general, really, how to use video in sales, from how to really sell in a crisis, and uh, we're pumping out more content uh, each and, and every week. Our, our latest episode that we recorded Monday was with Zimbals, which uh, is a lead generation, uh, lead generation company as well. We talk about leads quite a bit, but that wraps up for this episode of Put That Coffee Down. Coming up next is The New Normal.
1: I got friends, only want to talk business. I got expensive, because when is expensive? I got expensive, because when is expensive? I've been, been, been reading all the world, and I've been shutting down the stars, yeah. when it rains, then it burns, yeah. And I'm ready for some more, and I've been reading